Three animals have been especially important to militaries around the world, horses, dogs, and pigeons. Rosemary Mosco, author of A Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching, talked with me about how pigeons have served in many militaries. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to deal with traffic signs. They can just kind of fly straight away. And they can also fly. It's hard to find exact numbers on how fast they can go, but they can go 60 miles an hour kind of topping out. Like they're incredibly fast in terms of a mechanism for getting information from one place to another. So yeah, you can see why they were why they were so useful at, in, in wartime. And they'll also keep flying. You know, a lot of those war pigeons would get hit by shrapnel or attacked by a hawk. And and they would just keep going. They would make it and then they would do repeat missions. It's it's really incredible. I always found pigeon military service ironic since doves are symbols of anti-militarism while we use hawks, which have never helped any military win any battle or save any lives ever to symbolize militarism. And even more ironically, doves are used in wartime only because all they want to do it's just go home. Yeah, that's the thing is when we talk about pigeons racing or pigeon carriers or whatever, what we need to remember is that they only go one way. You can't have a pigeon fly somewhere and then attach a note and send it back. You really have to like drive it back or shuttle it back because what they're really good at is flying home and navigating home. So what they would do in wars since time immemorial, I mean, Genghis Khan was using pigeons, you know, in, in his battles and such, but especially in World War One and Two, we would basically ship a pigeon from the UK or somewhere to the front and then attach a message when required and it would fly back to, you know, some guy's pigeon loft in his backyard behind his shoe store or whatever. And then he would take the message off and alert the proper authority. Rosemary recounted the story of one of the most famous pigeon heroes in the world, Cher Ami. Cher Ami was a World War I hero pigeon who was released by this battalion called the Last Battalion that went behind enemy lines and kind of found themselves trapped in this one particular spot and they were being hit by friendly fire. So they wanted to get the message to the folks that were bombing them. Hey, we're friends, you know, stop, stop hitting us were sustaining heavy casualties. So they released one pigeon and I think they forgot to put the message canister on it. And then they released a second pigeon and Cher Ami took off into the skies and was immediately shot. And they thought, well, there goes our hope. But Cher Ami made it with wounds to her foot and breast and made it and delivered the message that basically said, what the heck are you doing? Stop shooting us and saved tons and tons and tons of lives. And it's a really interesting story, but it's it's tricky because so many of these war stories get retold and retold and facts get added. So it was really hard to find a version of that story that was really correct. In particular, Cher Ami was probably a female. And a lot of places where you, you read about Cher Ami, she's described as a he. So I had to reach out to the Smithsonian, which has the stuffed version of Cher Ami, and they're pretty sure she's a female, but DNA tests are pending for the end of the pandemic, which I thought was a wild story. Rosemary's Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching talks about how pigeons find their way to deliver those important messages. It's so fascinating. So before I started reading about this, I thought, you know, well, when I want to get home, I open my GPS. So probably pigeons just 
GPS in their head, but they really use so many different cues, some of which I feel like we haven't fully understood at this point, some of which we maybe haven't even identified. So it's hard to say exactly what a pigeon is doing when it's trying to find its way home. We know, for example, that they're using the sun. So they look at the sun all day and they learn, you know, where they are in relation to the position of the sun. But sometimes it's hard to see the sun. And scientists have, you know, covered up birds' eyes, put little, you know, fogging lenses or or whatever so that they can see if the birds can find their way home without seeing the sun. And they definitely can. So we think that they can also sense the Earth's magnetic field. There's some evidence that they're smelling their way home, that there's an olfactory connection to. They also use landmarks too. So some pigeons are definitely looking around and saying, oh, well, I live near that particular hill. They can also hear sounds that are deeper than the sounds that we can hear, this infrasound. So there's some evidence that they're listening and and hearing their way home. But it's honestly so complicated and different pigeons have their own ways of finding their way home, which is certainly true of humans as well. So it's just such a complicated and really fascinating issue. Complicated and fascinating, yet ever-charming, is an apt description of both Rosemary Mosco and her wonderful book, A Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching, Getting to Know the World's Most Misunderstood Bird, available just about anywhere books are sold. And remember, there are still six shopping days until Veterans Day. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.